The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted every sector, every business, and every industry, each in turn inspiring a domino effect onto the next and then the next. Take the food service industry. Its collapse has forced farmers across North America to throw out millions of pounds of unsold produce. The amount of food waste is staggering, especially considering the level of food insecurity faced by those most vulnerable in our society. But one young company based in Halifax, Nova Scotia is stepping up, using its innovative processes to help mitigate the waste, making good use of good food. Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum, publisher and editor-in-chief of Sea Change magazine. On today's special COVID podcast, we speak with TJ Galliardi of Outcast Foods. He explains how his forward-thinking company is helping farmers ease an unprecedented burden brought on by the pandemic when leaving them with an overabundance of produce that they cannot sell. TJ also shares the backstory of Outcast, its mission, and the technology they developed that turned surplus fruits and vegetables into high-value whole plant powders, and how he's working with farms, food brokers, and grocers to convert their misfit produce into natural health products, pet food, and cosmetics reducing food waste and decreasing greenhouse gases along the way. Tell me a bit about you what, and what prompted, what inspired you to start the business before we get into your specific initiative today. Sure, yeah. So uh, not a food scientist, not an engineer, nothing like that, but uh, played pro hockey for 10 years, met some really cool people along the way, one of them being my co-founder on this, uh, Dr. Darren Burke. He was a prof, uh, PhD scientist, and started a supplement company, grew it to the number one company in Canada, uh, launched in the U.S., and quickly sold it. All the while, I was kind of playing my playing hockey, going through my career, and uh, getting towards the latter years of it and getting ready to kind of shut it down and do something new. And he had signed a five-year non-compete when he sold his last business, so that was running out almost coinciding identically with when I was getting ready to retire. Uh, the two of us had done a few business deals together over the years, mostly angel investing, and um, we knew we wanted to do something together, so we thought we'd start a supplement company. We figured we needed some differentiators, and one thing we wanted to tap into is food waste. So uh, we thought we'd find a company that really is doing what we're doing now, and uh, dehydrating surplus fruits and vegetables and we use a lot of fruits and vegetables and in, in supplements so we thought we'd partner with them and kind of use their marketing cachet but we found out no one was actually doing it so looked at each other and said okay we don't know anything about food waste we don't know anything about dehydrating fruits and vegetables but we could probably figure it out so it was it turned out to be a lot harder than we went than we thought I can imagine probably took a good two years to really get a handle on it. Uh, we did three National Research Council studies um, and worked with uh, four universities, actually, to come up with a unique process, and we've since patented it, and uh, we have a global patent on it now. And uh, all the while, we learned as much as we could about food waste, kind of where it happens, why it happens, and where the opportunities lie within it. And uh, yeah, that's kind of been our journey. And now we have a, a big business uh, of ingredient providing really business to business. So 
companies that use uh, any kind of fruit, dehydrated fruit or vegetables, whether that's in powder form, little bites, crunchy, uh, chewy, whatever they look for. And they use that in their products. So uh, we're, we're able to kind of bring that whole world of sustainability into their products. And so just to make sure we understand, that, is it a new technology that you found or did you implement um, a technology that is already in use into this? Yeah, so we're, we're using technologies that already exist, but we created a unique process within that to make it more energy efficient and to have the nutrient uh, profile be higher. So uh, using some novel technologies, but uh, essentially it's it's low heat, so you don't lose a lot of the nutrients when you process it. And you're based in Nova Scotia somewhere. Yeah, Halifax. Halifax. Uh, I'm currently in Calgary right now due to this uh, COVID. I'm from Calgary and figured if I was going to be working from home, I might as well come back to my hometown and be closer to my parents. Uh, family. Okay. Um, and so before this whole thing started, where were you at in terms of the business? Yeah, so I guess it's kind of a, a twofold answer. So pre-COVID, our business, we've been growing consistently for, for a while now just because of really I think it's the consumer demand for products that really can tell that sustainability story and traceability. Uh, so so we were growing and uh, we finished a financing round for $3 million uh, November of last year. And then we were just about to go on a, a new fu funding round so we could scale up and build bigger facilities and so on. So that's kind of we're in, we're in that in-between zone right now where we're deciding if we are still going to go out and raise more money or if we're just going to focus on our facility that we already have and just try to kind of get closer to fulfilling the customer's needs based off of that facility. But I think what we're going to end up doing is still push forward with this because there's still a lot of investing happening right now, especially in businesses that are, I, I hate to say, positively impacted by COVID. But, you know, one thing that's really happened as a result of COVID is all these companies are starting to reevaluate their supply chain and they want to they want to be able to tell their customers and really tell themselves okay listen this product is safe because it's coming from North America it doesn't travel all the way from China or India to get here and then on top of it they want to be able to market the the whole upcycling world now so uh i i would say that covid has sadly um propelled our business forward even further yeah on the financing side, it's a little more tricky. So we're, we're kind of walking that tightrope right now, and we'll see what happens over the next two to three months. So then let's talk about what's going on right now. So with COVID, um, you guys decided to, I guess you call it somewhat of a pivot, um, but to use your, your capacities, uh, your resources to help out a situation that has growing uh, pretty challenging here in uh, – well, I know in Canada, North America, where a lot of farmers, uh, due to lack of shortage of, of uh, supply chain and other issues, are throwing out millions of perfectly good pounds of, of perfectly good food, right, um, yeah. produce particularly. So, and you've stepped up in this particular situation. So tell us more about how that came about and how it's, how it's working, the impact so far. Yeah, so... You know, when we first started the business, we were really focused on grocery. That was kind of the, the lowest chain that we figured we'd tap into, mainly because we had good relationships with the national grocer. Um, I'm sure you can put the pieces together who that is, but especially based on where we're located. But uh, 
what we did is we really focused on that and, and the amount of waste that they have at other distribution centers is staggering. So that was our main focus at the start. And then we started to move upstream and, and we started working with some food processors um, and some uh, food manufacturers that have a ton of waste, as everyone knows. And a lot of it is perfectly good. And then we figured, OK, you know what? The best place to get this is the source. Get it right from the farms. So we, we had kind of started to. I'd say pilot it working with one or two farms and then COVID happened and these farms that typically the ones we're working with are ones that I'd say 80 to 90% of their sales went directly to food service. So with, you know, millions of restaurants closing and, uh, you know, you think about any sort of catering from, from hotels and all that, it's all gone now. So these companies uh, are not buying the produce that they normally would. So that kind of left a lot of these farms in a precarious situation and, and they don't want to see the product go to waste. So luckily for us, they called us and we're able to divert that from a landfill or being tilled back into the fields and uh, creating negative impacts on the world. And now we're able to process as much as we possibly can in our facility and uh, get it out to where it's supposed to where it was supposed to go. So are you at full capacity now, beyond full capacity at your production facility, or how is that? 24-hour shifts. It's it's crazy. So uh, that was another reason why we were about to start this funding round is because we know that we have so much demand for our products, and we can't keep up with it with it in our facility. So what we've done in the interim is we, we've, we've essentially expanded our current facility as much as we possibly can. So we bought a few new, a few new machines. Um, we have a few new staff, and it's been uh, it's been a challenge. But uh, props to our team; they're they're working really hard in the in the production facility and keeping the keeping the wheels moving. Amazing. How many on your team at this point in the like all together, or is that uh, ever changing? Yeah, it's ever changing, but we have twelve. Okay. Okay. Um, and what so far has been? Can you say what the impact has been so far? How many you know pounds of Food have you been able to um, uh, save, so-called, from the landfills or from the, the, you know, just being destroyed? Yeah, I'd say, you know, it's probably in the hundreds of thousands. Wow. So it's it's quite a bit, but you know, here's the thing though: if we had a scale facility, not only in Halifax, but let's say Southern Ontario and California. The numbers would be millions and millions and millions of pounds. So are you still looking to maybe open up another production facility if this continues in this vein for the next month or so? Or? Yeah, I think uh, so. We've been working on this for quite a quite a while, the expansion piece. And uh, there's a couple companies in southern Ontario, actually, that we've been working with and trying to figure out exactly what a joint venture is going to look like and when we can really hit the ground running with it. Because uh, one of the companies that, that we're really close with and, and uh, I, I'd like to hope that we're close to a deal on is they're currently actually uh, dealing with a lot of this quote-unquote waste product and surplus product. And right now their solution is to put it in the ground. So they don't want to do that either, which is nice. You know, about our the thing about our business is no one wants to see this stuff go to waste. Right. It's just they don't really have other options. And now that we're stepping up, there are there is another option, and we just need to grow. And are, do you have a number as to how many farms you're currently working with regularly to in this situation in this particular point of time? I'd say today it's at about six. Okay. And we're looking to inbound another six more. Uh, still from Nova Scotia or with the expansion of mine? All in Nova Scotia. All in Nova Scotia. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, great. And so 
any lessons learned from you, the challenges at this point? I mean, it's sort of taken on a whole new ballgame in terms of if I asked you what your challenges were with your business six months ago and as they are today. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you're doing different things. You're, you're focused in a slightly different way. What would you yeah. say? I think uh, we've been lucky that we've had enough time to kind of get through the R&D phase and really create a playbook for every single fruit and vegetable and how to process it the most efficiently. So that's that's been helpful. I think if we just jumped right into this space during this time, of course, we'd be overwhelmed. Which, not to say we're not right now, it's uh, it's nonstop at our facility, and we have good we have a good team. But for me, I think uh, our biggest challenge right now, of course, would be working on scaling up. But uh, it's also just um, spreading the word of what we're doing. So a lot of these big companies, they don't really understand what sustainability is in, in the terms of upcycling and how easy it is to switch their, their ingredient profile to one that's North American based and it's upcycled and is having a positive impact on the environment. So it's really just kind of having that audience of key people. And luckily I think over the next, we'll see over the next couple months with everyone Working from home, networking it becomes a lot easier in that sense, yeah. and uh, we'll see. I mean, we're we're happy to talk to anyone and and talk to them about how we can help their products and their story. Okay, great. And you said it's business to business at this point. So you're the products that you the end product. Where does that end up right now? Yeah, so uh, it is business to business. So we sell to some multinational companies that use it in their products, but uh, also some smaller companies too that are just working to to make their products more energy energy uh, efficient, or I guess, and more environmentally friendly, right? So, um, you know, you can think of a, a good one right now that we've been working with that you you probably know, GoGo Quinoa, they're called. Yeah. So they're working on a whole line of upcycled products, which is awesome, and, and we're happy to, to be working with them. And um, yeah, so that's that's who we're working with right now. That, yeah, we have about, uh, I'd say, 15 companies that we sell the pro end product to right now. Okay. And then uh, we had a we, we have a brand in market as well that's a supplement brand just because of uh, Darren's past history. Uh, it's called Two Vegans, just as an ode to myself and Darren. That's great. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. Really appreciate it. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Beerwald.